Radio. Welcome to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you build the wealth and lifestyle you deserve. My name is Nicholas Jensen, bringing you the secrets behind the relationships, strategies, and mindset of the most successful people on the planet. Showing you how to collapse time frames in order to win at business, money, and the adventures of life. You don't know what you don't know, so I'm here to show how the wealthy live, think, and make their money grow. It's time to live the life that you deserve. I'm, I'm here to help. My, my name is Nicholas Jensen. And, and this is Unlimited Wealth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast. My name is Nicholas Jensen. We are joined today by the makeover master, Mr. Mike Young. He is a serial entrepreneur, has been extremely successful in the past, has gone through uh, stages in his life in which he's gone through some big business struggles and, and lost a lot of money and made a lot of money. And so we're going to talk today about how you can improve your branding, whether you're a solopreneur or a, an executive business owner running a multi-million dollar companies, the different things that you can do to actually improve your brand. So welcome, Mike. Thanks for, thanks for joining me, man. Nick, thanks for having me on, man. It's good to uh, see you again and connect. Yeah, it's, it's been almost a year. So I attended one of Mike's events last March down in Arizona, which was a, which was a phenomenal event. And, and I've, I've learned a lot from him over the years. So I'm excited. To, I'm excited to have you here. Maybe to start off, do you mind kind of telling my listeners your story? I, I think we've got a lot of crossover listeners that have probably heard you in the past, but I know that we have a lot of new listeners that maybe don't even know who you are. So do you mind sharing with us uh, your story and your, your kind of your back history? Yeah, man, I'll, I'll do it in, in short version. Um, you know, I ran a mortgage company in the, in the early 2000s up until 2008. We, we grew it from six people to 250 plus employees and 10 offices the housing market and, and financial situation in two, 2008 uh, took my company down and kind of took my money. I went from liquid millionaire to $200,000 in debt in less than six months. It's always fun. Uh, and that really wrecked my self-esteem and my self-confidence for a, a quite a long time, actually. But at that time, I decided I want to play this entrepreneurial game and I want to do it in a simpler way. I, want, I didn't want 250 employees or 200 emails a day or, or sit in a cube for 80 hours a week. And so I kind of wanted what I think a lot of entrepreneurs want, which is how do I get money to show up in my bank account so I can spend the majority of my time on projects I love working on with my family and my friend and traveling a little bit. Um, so I wanted the dream. And I went through essentially eight and a half years of taking, buying all the books, the courses, online courses, going to seminars, going to events. Um, at the end of the eight and a half years, I'd tried over 50 different businesses and, and three of them did very well. Uh, most of them failed. And so I began to get fascinated with why did these work and why did these fail? Um, and really kind of reverse, started reverse engineering the process of why certain things worked and took off and why certain things didn't, but at the end of the day, it ended up costing me, you know, eight and a half years and two hundred thousand dollars of my own money before before things started to click for yeah. myself. So, when you look at your business today, and you look at that, those eight and a half years, and basically the cost of a Harvard Harvard education, right? And you look at today's entrepreneurs and today's business owners. What do you think's working? What do you think's working today? And what are some of the pitfalls that people are running into? that maybe social media has exasperated this success factor? Yeah, a couple of different questions, but 
Number one, I think I think a lot of people don't really understand. You know, there's so many so much buzz phrases out there today: personal branding and branding and all this other stuff. You know, funnels. You know, you hear all these kind of things, and I think a lot of times people with social media sometimes lose their connections to themselves, and they try and become something they're not. And so, building a brand or a personal brand is not as hard as most people make it. A lot of people try and create something and then take themselves and fill into the brand. So I'm going to create a brand. I'm going to create a funny person that does this and does this. And, and here's, here's what I believe and here's what I don't believe. And then now I've going to somehow match that. And it's actually the exact opposite. You, you take exactly who you are and who you authentically are and you build the brand around that because having a strong brand simply means that what other people in the marketplace say you are and what you think you are to the marketplace, those two things match. And if those two things match, you have a strong brand. So it's as simple as taking your skills, your talents, your knowledge, your resources, your team, and building the brand around that so that you don't ever have to show up inauthentically. And so what, what happens a lot of times that I see in the marketplace is people are trying to put on this, this front on social media, on Instagram especially, they try and take the perfect pictures with the perfect filters and they try and do the same thing on, on Facebook while behind the scenes, they're just like everybody else and most small business owners, entrepreneurs are having ups and downs. We're having uh, our own issues with cash flow or with team or with mistakes that we're making. And so on one area, they're putting out this perfect picture, but behind the scenes, they know it's not perfect and things are messy. And it creates this kind of what I call internal fraud, where every single story they post or every single time they post this perfect picture, it makes them feel worse about themselves. Instead of just being authentically who they are and sharing, there, there's, there's definitely mistakes you can make by being too authentic, too fast. Um, you know, if you're like, Hey, I had another bad day today, guys, nobody wants to hang out with you or buy from you. Right. But I, I think it starts there. I think it starts with building a brand around who you are authentically so that you never have to fake it. You can just be yourself 24, seven, 365. So what do you think the trepidation is with people wanting to, or the hesitation of people actually building a brand around who they authentically are. Because I think you're right. I mean, you see that all over social media, specifically, right? Yeah. Especially when you personally know the individual and you're like, ah, that's not, that's not that's the guy not hanging out with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So why do you think the hesitation? Uh, three, three things primarily. One is a massive fear of failure. Um, if I actually put myself out there and I basically announced to the world, hey, I'm going to go after this dream here and then I don't succeed, I'm, I'm fearful of how that looks. I'm fearful that I might fall on my face. No, number two is a fear of success, that if my actual dream takes off and I build the brand around myself and put myself out there, that I almost become quote unquote slightly famous. And most people don't want that many eyeballs on them. Most people... You know, you've heard that with with people that uh, have real fame. You know that they're like, you don't you don't want what I've got. You know, yeah. and I think I think that's partially because we all mental we we really play a, a mental game with ourselves, and so we're we're worried. And I remember thinking this 
uh, when I first started putting myself out there, I was worried what other people from seven years ago might think. Well, that was just a self-confidence issue. And when I did put myself out there, none of what I was worried about ever happened. I think that's really it, is people are afraid of failing publicly. They're afraid of success and getting famous. And if a whole bunch of eyeballs get on me, if I'm not being my truest self and people know that I have, uh, let's say, I don't even know, know that I've got a, a Honda Pilot in the, in the driveway, but I keep taking pictures with Ferraris, that just makes you wildly uncomfortable to get more eyeballs on your brand. Yeah, for sure. So when you, when you look at today's environment, and I mean, you work with a lot of people that are improving their brands and, and creating their brands. What are you seeing that's successful as far as being able to take that authentic brand that they have and mm-hmm. being able to connect that with potential individuals in, who, in, in whom they'll be able to help? How are they making that connection to where it's not, um, for lack of a better term, like car salesy? And yeah. I, I, I hesitate to say that because my brother-in-law is like, owns a car dealership, but, <laughs> but like, just like super pushy and, you know, icky, if you will. Yeah. If you, if you take like the words and go down to the root of authenticity or sincerity, you know, it just, it's just basically removing the filter of having to fake anything. And, and I had a client, um, what's working right now, I'll tell you what's not working. What, what's not working is saying, Hey, the coronavirus has hit. Everybody's indoors. Watch my free webinar. Watch my three. Does anybody need, uh, if I'm a Facebook ad strategist, does anybody need help with their Facebook ads during this time? Unless you have massive trust and authority built up with an audience already, meaning you probably spent the better part of the last five to 10 years being consistent with your message you're going to, it's not going to work in today's environment. It's going to come across weird and awkward and, and self-promotional and all those things that nobody really wants to feel. What I find that's working is that going back to the very basics of a fundamental business, which is that all business actually comes through other people. All money comes from other people's bank accounts into your bank account for an exchange in value. And really if you go back to the real basics, it's I solved a problem that somebody's willing to exchange money for. And so one way, one strategy I'm implementing for myself and my clients right now is you need to go back to old school basics of picking up the phone and asking 20 people a day how they're doing. People have lost sight somehow with all these, you know, I'm going to build a, an advertisement to a lead magnet, to a funnel, and it's all suddenly going to magically put money in my bank account. We've been trying that, and so you you hit a, a bump in the road, like, like coronavirus is not just a bump in the road, it's a big bump, but it instantly highlights how weak so many businesses are and that they don't have true prospecting skills built up and they don't know how to do it and they do it all wrong. So step by step, what you can do is literally just leave voice notes on people you already know and just say, hey, Nick, um, how, how are you doing in today's environment? Is there anything you're struggling with or anything I can help you with? And if you do this because of neuroendocrine reactivity, which is our sixth sense, if you do it inauthentically and you're trying to get business out of these prospecting pitches, uh, you're going to fail because I genuinely want to be able to look at you, Nick, and say, how are you doing? And do you need anything during this time? 
and be authentic about it. If my next message to you is, hey, I think my Facebook ads and my webinar are going to be just what you need right now. I'm going to look like a, a real ass. And one thing you, your focus with your audience, your focus is how do we build wealth outside of the business so that if the business has issues, we can still be stable and calm and make rational decisions. So one, one thing you could do right now is let's say I contact 20 people a day and two of those people are freaking out, which is about what I'm seeing right now. About one out of 10 to 15 people are kind of freaking out. When, when you say freaking out, you're talking about freaking out because we're kind of in the middle of this coronavirus epidemic and, and we're starting to see small businesses fail and yep. just the worry of, hey, am I going to get this as a family member? That's the type of freaking out you're talking about right now, correct? Yeah, I just had, I've had, I have 10 retainer clients on Facebook ads and five of them just called me to stop their ads because they're uncertain about their own business. So they're losing half. Uh, I've, I spoke with one of my friends, lost 80% of his retainer business in the last week. So they're, they're like, what do I do? Well, the key is when I ask somebody, you know, how are you doing? The people that are freaking out, I'm hopping on a 15 minute call with them. Let's hop on a 15 minute call. Let me ask you a few questions about what's going on. Let me see if I can help you. Some of it is just advice. Here's where I would go next. Sometimes they're saying, you know, I'm going to use this time while, while businesses are shutting down. I've been wanting to start a podcast, let's say. And it's been on my plate a while. I don't know what I'm doing. And I could make a referral. I could say, hey, you know what? You need to go over. There's two people I know. You could go to Zachary Babcock. Um, he's got a course on step-by-step -step how to create your own podcast. You could go over to my buddy, Travis Chapel. He's got a, a done-for-you service. It's more than 10K, but they, they do it all for you. Mm -hmm. So on that referral that I'm making where I'm just helping another human being out with a the problem they're having, I should get compensated for that. And that's, that's affiliate marketing 101. Podcasters do this all the time. They get lots of eyeballs on their podcasts. And it's like, hey, what microphone do you use? Hey, what do you use for your lighting? What do you use for this? When they do those referrals, they get paid a little small commission on referring out products and services of others. I think every small business owner right now could make a daily routine out of just asking people if they have a problem and helping them solve it. And doing it from an authentic place of sometimes that might mean 15 minutes of my advice for free. Sometimes it may mean I refer them to another product or service that they buy and I should get 10 or 20 or an affiliate commission for that. And if we, if you did that, I think we would change the energy of your network. You would be able to, everybody starts helping each other. Everybody starts connecting because we're at the end of the day, we're social creatures that are being told to self-isolate, to quarantine, but we can still connect with people. We can still pick up the phone and say, hey, is there anything I can help you with? And some of those helpful connections should turn into revenue for you. It, dude, it's, it's interesting, like this time that we're going through. I mean, we've only, we're probably, you know, a couple weeks in this quarantine, if you will. And it's interesting how isolated you feel when you're told to stay inside and how much you actually do crave connecting with other individuals. And, yeah. and you you somewhat lose sight of the go, 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 what you're trying to do and really start to capture this idea of, you know, how is Mike doing it? Like, I'd, lo I'd like to just sit down and have lunch with Mike because we're, we're like, oh, we can't go outside. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. that, type, that type of scenario. So when it, when it comes to business, 
and I look at what people are doing, this idea that you're talking about is something we should just be doing all the time. But being, being in quarantine has kind of exasperated this. How do we connect with, with individuals? And I think that it's also brought in a lot of scarcity mentality. Because when you look at from an economic standpoint, we've been in the largest economic expansion since the early 1900s. So, I mean, we're, we were going on like 11 years. And so there was people that I talked to in my business that thought that this was just going to last forever. And they had forgotten about 2008. Do you know what I mean? And, and then the we're, just, we're, just all, yeah, yeah, we're all in a, we're all in a book and they forget that that chapters end, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So how, what advice would you give the business owner, the entrepreneur, things like that, that are running through this scarcity mentality, right? You've mm-hmm. kind of given them some tactics of, Hey, just reach out to 20 people. And sometimes that's easier said than done when an individual is in the scarcity mentality of, you know, I got to pay my mortgage. I've got employees to pay. What advice would you give to those individuals from a, I mean, it's always, it's always easy to say, well, you should have been improving your personal brand for the past five, seven, 10 years. Mm. But let's say they haven't been doing that. Right. And, and they're fighting scarcity mentality. And now they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I, how do and, I get past this? Yeah. Now, and now's the time to start is start to start a new chapter. So, um, one of the things I look back and I'm grateful on now, I used to like almost beat myself up over the fact that it took me eight and a half years and 200 grand. But now because I tried everything during that time, (laughs) um, I can tie a lot of dots together very quickly. So this strategy, for example, is because I understand how podcasters create affiliate income. It's from um, the atomic habits. Um, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but that's a book. Um, it's from a, a book by Jeb Blunt called Fanatical Prospecting, which is most people don't, uh, if you take the MLM world, and I'm kind of going on a tangent roundabout answer here, but if you take the MLM world, they say, go contact your family and friends and try and pitch them on your house party and your, your thing. Number one thing you hear is that, well, after two days, I ran out of people to talk to. Right. So you can take this this hour and you'll burn out very quickly. If you, if you go 50 people a day, the next three days, you'll quickly see how much activity is created. And you're like, there's no way I can do 50 people a day. You've got to get down to like, I'm going to reach out to 10 people a day. Now, when you find a problem that you don't know the solution to, let's just say that you said, Hey, Hey Mike, I'm looking for somebody to help me write my, my second book or my first book. Uh I'm like, Hey, you know what? I don't know the answer right now. Will you give me 24 or 48 hours? Let me use my network and find somebody that can help you do that. So now I can build my network and keep the the number of people that I get to talk to and build new relationships right now. I could go find somebody like Elizabeth Lyons and say, Hey, Elizabeth, um, my buddy Nick is, is looking to write a book. I don't know enough about you right now. Um, I know that I know you through such and such person, but I don't know how to properly refer you or what you actually do. Would you mind hopping on a 10 minute call with me so that you could tell me what you do and how to properly refer you? Cause I think I have a client for you. And so the number one reason that people don't prospect is, is exactly what you said. They don't want to come across like the used car salesman or the furniture salesman or the, the mattress salesman. Um, they don't want to come across as pushy. They don't want to come across as self-promotional. So the answer to that is stop coming across as pushy and self-promotional and do it from the right place in your heart and just say, 
I'm going to check in with this person to one, make sure that they're, they're mentally solid during this time. And number two, I'm going to ask them if they need anything. And I don't care what it is. If they need advice on Tupperware, if they need advice on cooking, I'll take that time to build another connection with somebody that could help them. And then I'm just going to marry those two together. Sometimes I get paid. Sometimes I don't. It's not, it's out of this activity. If you built this into your normal routine and habit, you'll have unlimited business opportunities. I actually use the same strategy for myself because I'm trying to get back to the roots of like, I should be doing this as well. You know, we all get so busy and it was the first day I reached out to 20 people. Just how are you doing? What's going on? One gentleman who has been on my podcast before, he said, you know what? I think I'm in San Francisco. I'm on lockdown. I really don't know what I'm doing with my brand strategy and, and how this is going to tie together. I might use this opportunity to redo my website, to redo everything, get clear on that. Could we hop on a call? So it's actually going to turn into business for me. Another one of my friends had lost 50% of her retainer income in that day that I reached out to her. And so I helped her reframe a couple of things in her mind. I gave her a strategy that would work for her. And by the end of the day, she messaged me and she's like, holy crap, I got two new clients, two new white label partnerships and an affiliate deal. And so it's like one day of getting them out of scarcity and, and getting them connecting with real human beings, solving problems, completely flipped her mindset and created six opportunities when she was worried about the two or three that she just lost that day. And so I think it's about building sustainable habits during this time, because if you go 50 a day for three days and then burn out and never do it again, it's, it's really not helping you long-term. Yeah. And that's the one thing about business, right? Business is it's a marathon, not a sprint that a lot, you see a lot of people go very quickly for short periods of time. Yeah. But it's the it's a longevity. I mean, you see when you when you talk about habits, you see that all over the place. Whether it's health habits, wealth habits, business habits, family yeah. habits, relationships habits, it's easy to go for a short period of time, but it's that longevity. And and I always like to to tell people, you know, pace yourself. Like if yeah. if you haven't worked out for ten years and you jump into the gym today, and you know you're doing a bunch of uh, squats and deadlifts and then military presses you're probably not going to want to come back tomorrow. Right. Totally. So like work yourself into it and then you're going to have the ability, you're going to have more capacity as you grow into that. Right. So maybe tomorrow it's five people. And, but as you get more capacity to sustain that effort, you know, it could be easily 20, 25 people, you know, three, four or five weeks from now. And I think, I think it comes back to now is a good opportunity when, when, when we're introduced with things, there's a couple of things that you said. Number one is business is also dynamic, meaning that you might see the first couple of cones on, on the obstacle course ahead of you. But as you begin to take action, the rest of the cones behind there are moving because you're going to learn certain things and you're going to be moving. And so the course is always shifting on you. Now, then you introduce marketplace fluctuations and coronavirus. There, there's other, there's other things always shifting on us that we have to figure out. So you have to get to a place where you kind of fall in love with the process a little bit. And, and like you said, build those, you know, uh, atomic habits where I'm going to, I'm going to do one push up tomorrow, two push ups the next day, three in the next, so I can sustain this. And I think it's an opportunity for a lot of people. If you go back to like Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, um, an opportunity to like use his little deal format, which is define what you truly want. Let's eliminate things that don't need to be in the business that maybe 
kind of like we all have stuff that gets cluttered up in our garage and stuff. Yeah. Our businesses do that too. Now's a, a great time to really define what you want, what's working and what's not. Eliminate the things that don't need to be there anymore for your business. Automate certain things that maybe you've neglected that could totally be automated and start to liberate yourself from some of these things that have maybe accumulated and built up that really don't need to be there anymore. And so I think if people go back to the basics and, and get clarity on what they want and just let's, let's start to remove some of the noise and get back to the basics of how many people did I talk with today and how many people did I help solve a problem? And you'll, you know, I, I don't remember who it was, maybe Brian Tracy or Zig Ziglar or somebody that said like, uh, you know, help enough people get what they want and you'll get everything that you want type of quote. Yeah. That, um, that, yeah. That was Zig Ziglar. Yep. And, and I think, I think it's just that it's like, get on the phone, ask people how they're doing, ask people what they need right now and start solving problems. And if you did that with your top 20 closest people and made a little contest out of it right now, how many people do you help out today, Bob? You know, the, the collective energy of business owners would raise in your immediate circle and you'll have plenty of business coming your way. That's great advice. And, and, and simplistic, right? Like sometimes we miss the simple, like we need to be doing simple things, but we try to buffer and avoid doing those by adding complexity. Right. And, and I see it all the time because we basically have two fundamental things with our business. Number one, let's develop a strategy to get it working. And then number two, let's make it pretty after that. And so we have branding and websites and all this other crap. I find a lot of times when people are trying to move the perfect color around or move their picture around too much, it's almost always an internal issue. It's, it's something that they're, they're fearful of just saying it's good enough. I'm going to put it out there. They're fearful of that for some reason. Yeah. Same thing with prospecting is if you, people don't want to come across that way. So the answer is don't come across that way just genuinely ask people how they're doing and help them solve a problem. Yeah, that's great advice. I want to shift gears a little bit. You said something at the first of this podcast that I think is important to, to address. When creating our brand or really aligning ourselves with our brand, there's this balance between, we all know everybody, no matter who you are, you've got skeletons in the closet, right? Mm. You've got failures that you've dealt with that maybe uh, mentally are hard to, to overcome. Not that you've you know, done necessarily anything wrong with somebody else, but just internal failures or external failures. So this idea of when you're kind of aligning and building and, and growing your brand, what's the balance between sharing, being authentic, if you will, and sharing enough to where people get the sense that you're real, versus sharing too much where people are like that person's crazy and they're like they've got way too many issues which <laughs> really at the end of the day if we all shared everything we'd all say to everybody they you've got way too many issues we would have a mess going on because i think <laughs> i think the latest i heard is we average 12 to 20,000 thoughts a day and so if we shared everything it would be a real be a real mess yeah <laughs> Um, I think it comes down to three things when you're, especially if you're talking about a, a, an organic personal brand strategy, maybe you're not running paid traffic yet. Uh -huh. so you're trying to project the right mix of these things. Uh, number one is about a third of your posts need to connect into who you are and have an emotional connection to you as a person. 
Uh, that means sharing your backstory. For me, it's like I, I grew up uh, trying to become a baseball player. Um, I had the mortgage industry failures. I had the, the eight and a half years and 200 grand. That's like my backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, like Russell Brunson built a potato gun business. Uh, he's a Mormon. He's a wrestler. He did click funnels. You know, Gary V is Russian, a Russian immigrant lived in his family, whatever. Everybody's got a backstory. Uh-huh. So just tapping into that occasionally into your posting, being vulnerable, saying, um, this is where I've made mistakes. This is how I've overcome it. And so one of the mistakes I see, well, let me finish my thought. A th- about another third of your posting should be knowledge or trust posts, which is uh, kind of the, these are three steps to save more money on the side of your business type of posts. Mm-hmm. Um, just proving that you know what you're talking about. And then, and then there's another section of your posting that should be called authority, which is visual proof that you're actually doing what you say you're doing. So if you say, hey, I'm going to speak to s- small businesses today in my local town, just a picture that shows that you actually did it because so many people are saying, but not showing today. And the hack on being vulnerable without being, uh, I I compare it to the character in the movie inside out, which is sadness where it's like, Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. Um, is just get slightly past the adversity that you've, and it could be yesterday. You could have a post and say, Yesterday, I woke up, I was on the wrong side of the bed, Uh, my car got hit, a tree fell over, this happened, but you know what? I took 20 minutes, I calmed my mind, I focused on what I could control, and here's how I got over that. And so it doesn't have to be that far removed, but if your posting is just the problem and you don't say how you overcame it, um, it's going to come across like sadness and people aren't going to want to hang out with you. You said something in there that sparked a thought in my mind. So everybody's got a backstory, right? Um, you, you talk about the, the mortgage industry losing it all. Um, I've had significant business failures, lost a lot of money. As people are building brands, I think it's important, obviously, to tell these backstories. But it's hard to tell them sometimes when you're inside of them or you're just mm-hmm. pulling out of them. What is your advice to individuals that are maybe at the tail end of those or pulling out of those? Like, how soon do you share that? You know what I mean? Like, Russell Brunson talks about losing his business, but that was $40 million ago. <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? It's easier to tell that story then than if somebody's like, you know what? It was six months ago, or it was a year ago, or maybe it was even two years ago, and they're just like, ah, it still hurts. You know, like, what's your advice there? I would, I would say there's no perfect answer. The perfect answer is for you individually. When you go to sharing those types of things, I would say, number one, realize that you're, we're all going to die. So you, you have, let's say I've lived 40 plus chapters of my life right now, but let's say I've got another 40 chapters to write. So when's the moment that you get over yourself and put your stuff out there because you recognize it's going to help more people? And so that was a big thing for me. I was so worried about what these maybe seven to 10 people back in the mortgage day thought Uh that I wasn't putting myself out there. Finally, I was like, screw it. Here's my story. I lost this. I lost 200 grand. I did this. I did this wrong. Here's what happened. Here's how I came through it. And today, here's where I'm at. I shared it expecting maybe five to 10 messages of hate. I got nothing but love. Behind the scenes, I had people DMing me saying, 
I, I had a really rough year last year. My husband and I got divorced and it, our, we lost our business. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, like that's all I got as far as messages. I got no hate. I got people saying, thank you for sharing because now I have hope that I can make it through too. And same thing with the book. The book for me started as me just journaling my thoughts because I, I finally started to see things begin to click and work for me. I was like, why are they working? Let me write these down. And I got about four months into it and I was like, shit, this is actually a book that could help some people. And so you just have to take action. Realize that life is short. I I just tell people, decide what you want, what you really want, what you want to go after and give yourself permission to go after it. Like, don't be apologetic about going after what you want. And I find that the world today, people need a little bit of encouragement. They need some positivity. They need somebody to give them permission sometimes to go after what they want. And that's just being human. A lot of human beings don't think that we deserve much for ourselves. We don't give ourselves, we're like, yeah, I would do that, but I don't really deserve it. And it's, it's this self inner uh, like dialogue that's going on all the time. And so you really have to watch the words that you're saying. And if you can go back to the basics and just love yourself enough to get what you want, um, remove all the barriers on why you're not doing certain activities that are going to fill your pocketbook and help your family and friends. Uh, if you can get the mindset, right, then everything else begins to take care of itself after that. I would uh, emphasize what you said there as far as just go after. Nobody knows if you're going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like the fear right now is coronavirus, but a bus could take you out tomorrow and then you don't have to worry about coronavirus. So, And remember that as famous as maybe you think that you are, or or maybe maybe you have a following of uh, 10,000 people, maybe it's 100,000 people, you know, it's a pretty big brand to have 100,000 followers. There's still 7.49 billion people that have no freaking idea who you are. There's people that don't know Tony Robbins. There's people that don't know Oprah Winfrey. So if they don't know who those people are, do you think that there's always a never ending stream of people that are running into you the first time? That's why you have to continue to share your backstory occasionally because your website, your business image, your, and your presence online should almost entirely be built for new prospects because once I buy from you and I know where to find you, Nick, I don't go back to your website. I know exactly that, oh, if I want to buy from Nick again, I contact his assistant, I've got his email, whatever it is. So your website and your business image and your brand needs to be showing who you are and proof that you do what you say you do and you do it damn well to to new prospects. You need to build that new connection with the new prospects because there's still 7.4 billion people that don't know who the hell you are yet. Yeah, so it's that new connection with new prospects and then strengthening the relationships with the people that, that you already have and, and really trying yeah. to add value to their lives. And condense the message. The other thing I see people make mistake is they give new prospects. Here's every book I've read. Here's all my programs. Here's my backstory. They, they basically throw up on new prospects. So new prospects see it and it just looks like, whoa, like where do I start? Yeah. And, and they forget that everything starts with like, hey, I'm Mike, nice to meet you, you know, like a simple handshake. So you need a a very condensed message on your website that leads to one starting place. And like for us, like everything on our website, all this proof and social proof, it all leads back to, would you like a complimentary review? 
because if we can do a, we know that if we do a review of social media and website and see where things are costing people business, it starts a new relationship from a place of a get us giving, like you said. I don't want to say like I've got this. I say let me give you this. Let me give you some insights and some things where I see gaps that are costing you money. And then I don't feel bad about promoting myself anymore because I'm not asking for anything. I'm giving. And so if you can make your business a place to start that they actually want to start and they feel like they're getting value instead of you asking for something, you've won most of the game there. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining us, Mike. Where can, where can people find you? If they want to connect with you, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they find you at? They can find me at themakeovermaster.com and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. People can shoot me a message if they want a, a complimentary review. Those are on our website and my handles are at Mike Young Makeovers, except for Facebook. I think it's something else now because I got booted <laughs> off in January. <laughs> I mean, we could have a whole nother podcast about uh, getting booted off Facebook. I just got out of Facebook prison myself, so... <laughs> Well, I, I didn't even do anything wrong. I was like, I got hacked by some South African asking for donations oh, from, yeah, from me. So uh, turn, that, was, that was a fun story. But uh, yeah, but yeah man, I'm, I'm glad to help anybody that needs help. Hey, thanks for joining us, Mike. And uh, thanks for listening to uh, the Unlimited Wealth Podcast. We will see you next time. Take care. If you want to learn more about me, you can visit my website at www.nicholascjensen.com or follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Nicholas Jensen underscore. That's at Nicholas Jensen underscore. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform because you do not want to miss out. We'll see you next time on Unlimited Wealth.